lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf, filling out mock drafts leading up to the actual draft in April, filling out March Madness brackets that are going to be dumpster fires within the first weekend of the tournament here. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a wash party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Gojo and Golik, Michael Jr., Michael Sr., and Jesse Cofield. A lot of good stuff coming up here. Our thanks to Jared Carabas from Baseball is Dead. Predicting the future and joining us on a podcast to talk about OnlyFans. Uh, you want dynamic. He's a chameleon. We've also got Jamie Chadwell, Liberty Head Coach, coming up in about a half hour here. And my favorite part of the week, the Golik NFL acrostic preview. It has yep. become a staple around here. It involves poetry. It usually involves hats all of which I am very excited to get to here as we look at, oh, wait, I'm being waved off now. Jesse, do we not have the hat this week? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I, I've learned my lesson this week, which is that I just need to leave the hat here because I, I put it back in oh. my car last week. And oh, come on. I'm sorry. You come know on, what? Jesse. It's called Oof. mom brain and you can't oh. really, there's no comeback and, to that. And here's the thing. We no, can't isn't. say anything, Mike, because she is going to give birth in yes. February. So it's not like we can say, come on, Jess, you don't let down the team, which is something that, that my son was saying off air, yeah. you know, about yeah. you, Jesse. I just, just so you know. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yes. I, I, and I just, I have to remember to leave the hat here. It is on me. I will remember next week. There's going to be a hat. No, you know what? Motherhood is like uh, international waters. You are a pro- It's a protected class right now. And so we are going to move away from the hat. I'm going to move away from any criticism of motherhood. I'm going to back away slowly, and I'm going to prepare you guys for the Golic Acrostic NFL preview by reminding you that we're also brought to you by Wrangler right now. And if you can see me as you're watching me on TV right now, super comfy Wrangler tee, really enjoying the ride of life with them. They got jean shirts and jackets made for the ride of life. You can be ready for cooler days and longer nights and styles that will keep you both warm and comfortable like me, moving and looking great no matter where you are. You can wear your Wranglers literally anywhere, out at night, playing pickup, which give me the footage of that, or with friends or at home, watching the game on TV, they're that 
that comfortable and that durable. They've got a shirt for every occasion. Casual tees, snap, and button-ups. Or you can layer them together for a little bit of both. I can't layer because I'm too sweaty. But don't forget the Wrangler iconic jackets. When the weather starts to chill a little bit and you want to venture out, Wrangler is going to keep you ready for anything. So add some Wrangler to your getup with jeans and shirts and jackets that look great, fit great, and move great. So you're always ready for whatever life throws at you. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order when you use promo code GOJO15. Wrangler for the ride of life. The ride of life takes us into week 10 in the NFL Jesse Cofield, the floor is yours. The Golic NFL acrostic begins. Yeah, so we're going to start with a poem here. G is for a greeting you can give a Colts or Pats fan. O is for a game on this slate we simply cannot stand. L is what the Chargers cannot take if they want a season. I is for a matchup that will leave us not believing. C is for if Dobbs against the Saints is a good bet. Now let's hear from the eldest Golic and his son covered in sweat. And so the, yeah, snaps, snaps. So the, the acrostic here is G, Gutentag, which is the greeting there. O, oh, the humanity, ugliest matchup of the week. L, last chance. Is this it for the Chargers? Is their season over if they lose? Uh, I, I can't believe it. Which game is going to, you know, have you feeling that way at the end of the weekend? And C, can he do it again? Is this the Josh Dobbs era in Minnesota? So let's start with G, guys. Got another game in Germany here. We're not exactly exporting our best product here. Yeah, Uh, a week removed from Chiefs Dolphins as the game in Germany. This is a real come down off the high for the German fans who, by all accounts, really love them some NFL football. And dad, now at this point, what they're getting is exported anxiety from New England. We're talking yesterday about a Ben Volan Boston Globe article where people are speculating about if Bill Belichick might be fired abroad, which again, you and I both believe is absolutely not going to happen. The question does become, though, dad, can they win this game and stave off even the notion of that going up out here against the Indianapolis Colts oh I mean they definitely can win this game uh, for sure I mean these are two teams where in all honesty we talk about inconsistency now the culture in the NFC South which is always one of those divisions you know kind of like I don't think as bad as the NFC South being the AFC South Uh, but they're already what three back of Jacksonville and now Jacksonville has San Francisco host in San Francisco but they're three back and wild card is going to be tough coming out of that division so but so what I do is I start to look at these teams is going forward to the future is the Colts have their quarterback unfortunately he's not getting any work on the field because of the shoulder surgery he's done for the year so that got put on hold but you do have a rookie uh, quarterback so you can build around that so you see the potential of okay we've got our guy he'll be healed up by the offseason so how are we going to build around him especially while he's on the rookie contract and then you have the Patriots where no shot Bill Belichick loses his job if they lose this game. But let's look at after the season. Is Will Bill still be in New England if they, in fact, stay as bad as they are? Where right now they would have the number four pick in the draft. And then what would that be? Are they done with Mac Jones? Do they grab a quarterback? And then Bill, as being around as long as he had, is that something he wants to do, start over with another rookie quarterback and restart the clock with a young guy who you know is going to make mistakes? So this is what I start 
There's the game I get, and, and Germany is going to love it. It's a football game. They're going to dig it. But I really, at this point of the season, if for teams like this, start to look at what, what the thought process is going forward through the rest of the season. That was a master class in not answering the question that I asked you of, do you think the Patriots can win this game? Uh, yes, they can win the game. Will they win the game? No, they won't win the game. The Colts are going to win the game. I actually, I, God, I, and I don't know, I want to try and not make this too much of a narrative pull where I say, going over to Germany, the Patriots have been so embarrassed this season. They're going up against a Colts team that, yeah, got a big win last weekend and Gardner Minshew looked better than some of the earlier outings, but also benefited from Kenny Moore becoming one of like the first players in NFL history or one of the first in recent memory to have two pick sixes against a rookie quarterback in the body of the same game that they won. Like Minshew only threw for 127 yards last week. It wasn't like it was right. some offensive blitz and this Patriots defense can still party you've obviously had the Gonzalez injury <laughs> the Matthew Judon injury all these things built into it but if I'm going to make a football argument dad because the Patriots are two-point dogs in this game they're right. getting to in Germany I don't really can't say they're like home dogs here because it's Germany I think the Patriots can win this and I think I'd be inclined to take the Pats and the points in a weird German early morning game because when you look at the Patriots Turnover luck has evened out for them. In the first five games, they were minus eight in the turnover department. In the last four games, they're plus three right now. The New England Patriots still really good rush defense, second in terms of success rate allowed in rushing defense. They don't give up big runs according to inside edge either. So going up against a Colts team whose best punch is Jonathan Taylor and Zach Boss in that backfield, I at least feel like New England's equipped for this. And then offensively, if you can muster anything here, I think they can keep it close close enough in an ugly game to at the very least cover but I think I would pick New England to win this game as foolish as that feels all right we're separate there we'll see who wins dinner on the line there we go oh the humanity up next year dad the ugliest matchup of the weekend coming up here how would you view this one i think there's an easy candidate for this in the giants and cowboys tommy devito this is perfectly emblematic of where we're at in this nfl season is going to make his first start as an nfl quarterback and he's going to break a record in the process here tommy devito will become the 10th rookie to start a game at quarterback in the nfl this season breaking the previous record and he is going to do it behind that offensive line against this Dallas cowboys defense dad i just hope he leaves the field in one piece this seems like a game that you and your old philadelphia eagles defense would have relished the opportunity yeah. to try and send him off there on not on his own two feet yeah i could see that as well this is a one-sided ugly game uh, the game i kind of look at as could be ugly as the falcons against the cardinals now there is the i don't know if excitement is the word of kyler murray coming back he's been out 11 months with the knee injury uh, a new offense that he's had no, you know, time on the field at full speed as. So I expect, even though he's coming off the bad knee, Kyler Murray running around a lot because that's what he does. Um, and so I don't expect anything pretty there. The Atlanta defense, though, is a top 10 defense. I'll give him that. Are we going to scratch our head again at Bajan Robinson not getting the ball and Arthur Smith giving us a five-minute answer and a presser on why he doesn't get the ball, especially in the red zone? That was that was an amazing thing if you if you made it through the whole thing. But they're another team in Atlanta that's going to be looking for a quarterback. They let Ritter have the shot. He's not going to be the guy. Heineke is not going to be the quarterback of the future of that team. So they're going to be looking elsewhere as well. I just think this one can be one of – you know what? 
when you watch the Red Zone channel, a lot of times you can tell how often do they yeah. go to that game. And I have a feeling <laughs> as I'm so watching true. the Red Zone, it will go to that game at some point and I'll go, oh, they're playing? That, that, that's kind of the, that's kind of where I, I rank how bad a game is going to be. And that, that's my ranking system. I do love the Scott Hansen litmus test for an NFL yeah. game's quality. Has he been forced to reckon with this game? And if not, it falls below the standard. I also just realized that the Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing to start the season in a game where Daniel yeah. Jones was sacked seven times with their healthy offensive I call that line. Game. Yeah, they might I break. Game. I think the NFL yeah. single game sack record is like 14 sacks. Um, I have a feeling that the Cowboys could flirt with that if things really get hairy in this game. Um, let's get to L. The last chance, Dad. The Chargers is the season over if they lose this week to the Detroit Lions. You know, I, I in the notes I put down no because I don't think the AFC is as deep uh, as as we thought. But now there's part of me that's thinking yes because. Right now, the AFC North basically has everybody in the playoffs. So if yeah. the Chargers continue to fall behind that, because Kansas City is going to win that division. So the, when all of a sudden your choice is only one of three in the wild card, you start to look at how close you are. That would be their, if they lose, would be their fifth loss. You have a number of three lost teams. We'll see how it all plays out after the season. But uh, I, I, do, I do think it would get away from them. Now, they have a tough opponent, obviously, in the Lions. Uh, to, to try and win this game. But I, I do think that they would be out. And I've almost was putting them out anyway, Mike. They're just too inconsistent. They're just so bad against the pass this year. The offense, you, uh, when I saw when I called their game a couple of weeks ago, it started to look like, you know, the offense they were used to, but they just go back and forth. They're hot and cold on it. So I'll, I'll go, yes, they're, they're see, and it might already, quite honestly, uh, be, be done from a playoff standpoint. Yeah, I, I still think this is always going to be more about Brandon Staley's job. They'd have a reprieve yep. coming up next week, but yep. then after that, you'd be facing the Baltimore Ravens. So the road does not get easier in two of the next three weeks for this team, and I'd agree. It's just a hard team to wrap your arms around, and I will agree that the season would be over, and I think they're going to lose to the Detroit Lions right now, yeah. who are part of our just outside looking in in the <clears throat> NFL playoff committee rankings that we did yesterday. Dad, I want to get to I, the game that we will be saying, I can't believe what I just saw from this weekend and to me this is centered on the three actual good games the primetime slate for this weekend starting with last night is just slop all all aboard and that ends with the game that you're going to call this weekend on Sunday night football but dad do you think that in the games of quality opponents we got a couple of interesting underdogs Houston six and a half point underdogs against the Cincinnati Bengals or Cleveland six point underdogs against the Baltimore Ravens do either of those teams have a chance to make us say oh my god I can't believe we just saw them pull the upset in this game I'm going to say Cleveland-Baltimore. That's a game I'm looking at because, Mike, man, this is my game. You have the number one and number two defense in the NFL. You have a Baltimore team that's leading the way with 35 sacks. And, oh, by the way, both the starting tackles for the Browns are out. I mean, that is going to be interesting on how they deal with that, with protection, um, with five, with, with chipping, with doubling, with sliding, and how that's going to work. And then, you know, the, the Cleveland defense, they are just incredible. So this is my game, Mike. As a former defensive player, I cannot wait to watch the athletic ability for on both these defenses, and especially 
how Cleveland defense handles Lamar, who's been having an incredible year under Todd Munkin, which we all were waiting to see what was going to happen. And boy, it's, it's, it's working pretty damn well for them. So this is the matchup to me because of these defenses I cannot wait to see. Yeah, I would. I've picked in a couple of different places Cleveland plus the points in this game for that reason. The AFC North of it all, it was a blowout when they met early in the season, but that was the game Deshaun Watson, who, listen, still hasn't been a great value add for them, but having Dorian Thompson-Robinson make his first NFL start in a game against this Mike McDonald defense right, right. doesn't seem like a good time. And, Dad, you mentioned it's going to be such a fun styles-make-fight matchup in that regard because – for the Cleveland Browns, it starts with Miles Garrett up front, who you can chip and do things yep. to, but they've moved him around. They've found ways to do that. For the Ravens, and shout out to Mina Kimes, Dan Orlovsky, the NFL Live crew yesterday, did a great long-form roundtable discussion on simulated pressures that we've seen all around the league right now, but especially in Baltimore. This idea of having guys creeping around the line of scrimmage, looking like yep. it's going to be an all-out blitz, and then only rushing four guys up front to try and create a numbers advantage against protection. This Baltimore Ravens defense that leads the NFL in sacks and has so many guys that have been involved to the party, that's a lot more difficult to allocate chip help to, to get tight end help to, even max protecting because it's designed to sort of bait and switch you. And so watching those two defenses on the same field, certainly how Deshaun Watson and this banged up Cleveland Browns offense process a lot of that because that group is playing at an all-time high speed right now. So you, you look at, and, and I think it's Cleveland with 51, Baltimore with like 49 or 48 tackles for loss. So these two teams yeah. make plays on the other side of the ball. And that defense you're talking about, I remember doing games with Bill Curry and Dave Barnett uh, in college when, when we would see defenses do that. Some would be in a stance, others would be up on a line at a two-point stance. Everybody kind of moving around and you don't know where they're going to end up. Bill Curry had the greatest line. He said, we call it the minnow bucket defense. You think about when you're fishing and you have your minnow bucket and you have to get a minnow out of there to use as bait and you stick your the, the net in there, your hand, and all the minnows just scatter. And, and that's what this defense is. You got guys up all on line and when the, the ball snapped, everybody scatters in a different position to confuse the, the protection in the offensive line. And you start to see it more and more by defense as well as what I talked about earlier. You see more stunts as well when you could see six on the line, seven up on the line, three drop back. It's a normal four-man rush, but then they run a stunt and one guy runs free because they've confused the offensive line and the protection. So we're seeing more of that and we're seeing more of those get home this year than we have in a while. Yeah, I, I think Mina phrased it really well. Is it's the defense's answer to the motion that we've seen become a huge part of NFL offenses. So, fun chess match there. The other one, Houston-Cincinnati. I don't see Houston winning that game either. I am excited to watch C.J. Stroud, who's faced some really yes. high-end defensive coordinators already. The Steelers defense, the Bucks this last week. He's going to get Lou Anarumo now, who feels kind of like the final boss there. Great tailoring game plans. I'm interested to see how the rookie responds. I think Cincinnati keeps that rolling. Let's get to this final portion here. And Jesse, it starts with an important award and distinction, maybe the most important honor the NFL has to award to a player being handed out this last week. Yeah, Josh Jobs won Nickelodeon's MVP award this week, and he was given the award at practice. Obviously, big deal, big, huge deal. So he's given the award, and he gave his speech, and he made a big promise during this acceptance speech. Mr. Josh Jobs. Yeah, it's an honor to uh, win the Nickelodeon Player Week Week 9. I promise by the end of the week I will know everyone's name. 
Team on three, team on three. One, two, three, team. All right, so can he do it? Like, is he going to know everyone's name? But also, is this the Josh Dobbs era in Minnesota? Are we seeing this happen? Yeah, Dan, how do we couch this one? They're three-point dogs on the road against the New Orleans, or excuse me, I think hosting the New Orleans Saints yeah, this yeah. weekend here. Can he pull it off again here now that he's been settled for a week and now that the Saints have a little better idea of what they're walking into? Yeah, you know, and, and that, that NFC South kind of gets lost because we saw a a below 500 team make the playoffs last year. They're kind of the forgotten division. But New Orleans, from it, I expected more out of New Orleans offensively, not going to lie. But defensively, they're a top 10 defense overall. They're a top 10 defense against the pass as well. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher uh, on Josh Dobbs. It was an incredible story. Again, remember, we saw Baker Mayfield do this when he went to the, the Rams on a Thursday and let a game-winning drive that Sunday. It all kind of comes back down to earth at some point. And this is a pretty good defense, especially against the pass he's going to go against. So I have a feeling it may come down to earth a little bit here. Give me the Vikings. Give me the points in this game. I think Josh Dobbs looked around this week and went, oh, you guys got rich person weapons over here in Minnesota. <laughs> I was out here in Arizona making it work for a little while, and now I've come over here, and we've classed up the joint a little bit. I think coupled that with the fact that he does one of the things I think that's most important if you're on a team that's going through a transition. When you got a quarterback that can move, it can get you out of a lot of jam. Tyson Bajan did it against the Saints defense. I think Dobbs does it again. It's the most wonderful time of the year. March Madness, getting ready to go in college basketball. And we got some of the best stars in the sport finally trying to close the deal. Zach Eady at Purdue trying to see if he can cap off an historic career with the championship. Much like his counterpart on the women's side and Caitlin Clark, who's been one of the biggest names in sports this entire year and is looking to see if she can snag that elusive championship that's eluded her during her career. Regardless of who makes it to that final game of the tourney, though, one thing's for certain. It's going to take the most talented people like the two I just mentioned working together to help these teams play at a high level. If you're hiring, you want the most talented people on your team to help your business go to the next level. How do you find them? ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter uses matching technology to score excellent candidates for your job. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And once you review your list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply, so they're more likely to apply sooner. Pick ZipRecruiter to help you build a winning team. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. It is time to turn our attention to the college game with our Modelo College Football Weekend Preview brought to you by Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Let's start with a Big Ten banger between the controversial, embroiled, I don't know what you want to call them, number three Michigan Wolverines versus number 11 Penn State. Fellas, let's preview this one. What do we have? 
Maybe embattled. That might be the, uh, the yes. word. Embattled. Maybe that covers it. I'm not 100% sure. Either way, Dad, Michigan finally getting their test in the middle of all of this Connor the Stallions related vacuum involving controversy. Walks into Happy Valley's a four and a half point favorite in a noon kick, which is always interesting to consider there. I'm fascinated by this, Dad, because we saw this matchup happen last year. And much like we saw last year, Penn State played Ohio State really close in 2022. They got their doors blown off by a Michigan team that was a dominant rushing team last year with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards in that right. backfield. This year, Penn State went out with their very athletic defensive front that looks like they're going to get Chop Robinson back this weekend and played Ohio State in a really close game and now gets Michigan at home. And, Dad, it's a very different Michigan team walking in here. They're a middle-of-the-pack rushing team this year. I heard their running backs coach Mike Hart talking about how it's because they're facing so many heavy boxes. Teams are loading up to stop them. And so it's given way to a Michigan team that so far has been more defined by their passing attack now walking into Happy Valley. I'm still picking Michigan in this game. I think they win. I think they cover. I think they send a message that they still can flex and do those things with an offensive line that's going to be one of the more, one of the Joe Moore Award candidates yet again, I'm sure, for the best offensive line in college football, an award they've won the last two years against a Penn State offense that I can't trust to push it downfield against nope. this Michigan defense that is still fast, lethal, and aggressive. And when you watch them, they're going to send bodies at the quarterback. They are going to play heavy off-man coverage and attack downhill on you. And if Penn State hasn't shown a willingness to go downfield before this, I struggle to see a reason they're going to be able to put it together against this group this Completely week. Completely agree. That, that's been their downfall, and, and I don't think they get over it here. I think they lose by double digits to Michigan, quite honestly. This is another matchup, like I talking about Cleveland and Baltimore this is the one and two defense in the country number one number two Michigan and Penn State in the country Penn State hold opponents to 60 yards on the ground to go along with the thought of Blake Corm is he going to be able to get off on this game but I agree with Mike Hart their coach they've been getting heavy boxes I'd be saying yeah passing game beat me but here's the thing you look at that passing game uh, that McCarthy with Roman Wilson and Cornelius Johnson, 60 receptions and 11 touchdowns between the two of them. In the last three weeks, Penn State has given up 280 yards a game and two touchdowns a game through the air. So Michigan may be able to get away with it in the air, and I trust them more through the air if it gets to that route than Penn State. Alara is averaging a little over six yards downfield. McCarthy is 10. I mean, they just don't go vertical enough for me to be able to win this game. And I think Michigan's a much better team. And I, and I, 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 again, they cover, I think they win by double digits. Yeah. And I understand this is their first real test, but I think the core of this roster still has so many veterans that have prepared for and been in high level football games before. That's not a thing that's foreign to them right now. They've got the added prodding all week. I'm sure from Jim Harbaugh and the staff of this is what they think of you. They think you need everybody's signals. They think you haven't played anybody. And that little bit of extra piss and vinegar in their Cheerios is going to be very interesting as I mix metaphors. So, by, by the way, Penn State has used wristbands before, and the plan is for them to use wristbands in this game, which is exactly yeah. what they should do. Luckily, uh, Stallions isn't there. He try and rip one of the wristbands off the wrist to try and steal it that way, I guess. How about this, though? Now, some of it, because he just hasn't played a lot because of blowouts, J.J. McCarthy has thrown just nine fourth-quarter passes. Nine. And five yeah. and were and against five of Purdue. them were last week. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And now, again, he doesn't play sometimes a lot in the fourth quarter because of blowouts, but still, that is absolutely amazing. This is just a really, really good football team. Yep, I, I think that holds this weekend. I, I I know Penn State played Ohio State really close. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. seemed like the only difference in that game. Yes. He didn't live on Michigan's sideline, but I think they got enough to party. I'll agree with you, Michigan, big win here. Dad, uh, Ole Miss at Georgia, another huge one with playoff implications this weekend. Georgia favored by 10.5 at this point. And, Dad, this seems like another one, as we're hearing whispers all week, that Brock Bowers is running real fast right. in practice, that tightrope surgery may have paid off, and that there's a chance he might even play this weekend. I just think I've called two of Georgia's games so far this year at different junctures against the opponents that were supposed to be the measuring stick games. Kentucky earlier in the season, Missouri uh, last weekend. And watching the way that they've improved, they've gotten healthier in other areas. I think the lad McConkey of it all, their wide receiver who's been a big difference maker despite having a name and a stature that makes you, I'd imagine, embarrassed to get sauced by him as often as people do on football fields in college. I think even if you can't have Brock Bowers out there, this offense has found an identity even outside of that that's enough to get them a win in this game. I do as well, and I don't even know if I put Brock Bowers out there. Uh, at this point, you know, because remember, they could have the SEC, their side of it locked up before the game. If Missouri beats sure. Tennessee, then Georgia is in the SEC championship game. If that doesn't happen and Georgia wins, they're in the SEC championship game. So I think that obviously bodes pretty well uh, for them. And, and now Georgia is finally getting into the meat of their schedule, right? Missouri last week. Um, uh, Ole Miss this week, Tennessee next week. So they're getting the tests that we talked about, kind of like with Michigan. Who have they played? And now both those teams are, are getting to play them right now. Let's see what goes on with Ole Miss. We just talked about earlier in the show what's happening with Lane Kiffin uh, going on there, that, you know, the lawsuit and, and where is that going to go? Does that have any effect here? Because that's going to be a lot of the chatter going on as we talked about, you know, when, when a subject comes up that isn't related to the, the game, does it make people kind of, you know, lose focus? Hopefully that's not the case here and you get a good game. But I think Georgia, I kind of equate it, Mike, to Philadelphia. They started out like, huh, is this the best team in college football? You know, and for Philly, is, is this the team that was in the Super Bowl? And they've slowly picked it up and will continue to say, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And they're all, both teams, I think, are peaking at the right time. So I take Georgia in this one to cover as well. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. They've improved each and every week, too, which is something that I think is important for them. I'll be fascinated. The most interesting matchup to me is Mississippi, Ole Miss's running back, Quinshawn Judkins, who leads the SEC oh, yeah. with 12 rushing touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Missouri was able to run on Georgia last week. Nazir Stackhouse, their defensive tackle, and that group made a great play intercepting the football. I'll be interested to see. They're more built to stop this exact style of Ole Miss offense, but that rushing attack in particular, a place where Kirby Smart and company have always prided themselves dad let's finish up in the pac 12 utah at washington this weekend washington favored by nine and a half and still firmly in the college football playoff hunt trying to show people that hey oregon's not the or excuse me now down to eight excuse me as a favorite washington is but dad trying to keep pace really with oregon in the conversation around the college right. football playoffs. so many of us myself included have positioned the ducks as the best team in the Pac-12 right now, do you think Washington can stave off a Kyle Whittingham-led Utah team that suffered some embarrassment against the Ducks a couple weeks ago? 
Yeah, I tell you what, Mike, Washington's been giving up some points, right? I mean, they, they just had we know they can score points, but they've been giving up points. And when you're playing when you're playing Utah, you know you're playing a tough defense. Now, Utah, in my opinion, cannot keep up with Washington. Yeah. So you gotta bank a lot on the Utah defense in this one, slowing down Michael Penix in that offense. And I don't know if that can happen because they're, you know, putting up fifty two, putting up forty two. Now the Arizona State game was out there a little bit. A fifteen to seven game was pretty surprising. But other than that, Washington's been scoring a lot of points. So this one, to me, falls directly on the Utah defense because the expectation isn't for the Utah offense to do a ton in this game, but the expectation when you play Utah is always a tough defense that can hold an offense and keep us in the game. That's where this game lies. I'll go with Washington, though, and I'll give the points as well. Yeah, I I think Washington's offense overwhelms eventually. And you're right. USC was a different matchup because that was two great offenses that could keep pace. I don't think Utah's pass offense and even rush offense is going to be enough to keep pace when you get Roma Dunze and Jalen Polk and all these guys going at some point because it's not a matter of if they're going to get going. It's just a matter of when in this game. I would pick or Utah. I would pick Washington, excuse me. Washington. And I would yeah. give the points in that game in a weekend that's going to go further in deciding the college football playoff picture than any we have had so far this season. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Jamie Chadwell has led the Liberty Flames to quite a season. 9-0 record. They're averaging just over 500 yards per game on offense. That's good for fifth in FBS. 283 yards per game rushing. Second in FBS. Very impressive. Now they're looking for their third 10-win season in school history. The fellas had a chance to catch up with Jamie earlier this week, so let's dive in and take a listen. Coach Chadwell, we appreciate you giving us some time. Excited to talk about your team right now. You guys are undefeated, uh, doing great in conference USA this season. But I got to start off here. I saw a picture of you surface the other day of you post-game waiting in line over at Cookout. How often during the course of a given season does Jamie Chadwell end up at Cookout? Well, Cookout's uh, milkshakes, my family and I actually started this tradition back in uh, COVID-20. And so every time you win, the whole family gets cookout milkshakes. And so uh, I don't know what our exact record is uh, between 20 and now, but my waist has gotten bigger. So we've been to, we've been to cookout quite a bit. Uh, when, when, though I have to say, Mike said waiting in line. Is there a reason? You're undefeated. Why do you have to wait in line? You know, I, I think you always got to keep yourself uh, humble, right? So, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, you never want to mess with a win streak. It's like uh, Kevin Costner and Bull Durham, right? You don't yeah. mess with the win streak. <laughs> so what's the go-to milkshake flavor then at cookout, especially if you've got people that might be, you know, not used to it, haven't been to one before. If they get their opportunity, what is the Coach Jamie Chadwell approved cookout milkshake? Well, and I've, I've got an approved meal too, so I'll give you that both. But I, I mix caramel milkshake with Heath Bar. Ooh. And it is a phenomenal mix. If you if you like if you like Heath and you like some caramel, you mix that in there. Ask for extra Heath. It is a life changer. Wow! Wow! How about the All meal? Right. What's the so meal? What I do with the meal? I get the uh, I get the grilled Cajun. Uh, they got a great uh, grilled Cajun chicken sandwich. And as my sides, I get uh, the chicken quesadilla, and then I get a wrap of bacon. I open up the chicken quesadilla. I put the extra chicken in there. 
and then wow. put the, add the bacon in. That's my go-to right there. It's pretty good. So you've obviously had that combination a lot this year since uh, you guys haven't lost. What's What's been part of the secret sauce to this year for your first year here? You know what? I think the biggest thing, the credit goes to players. I think anytime you change coaches, there's a challenge, right? And anytime you change when you've already had success, which, you know, we, we had, uh, there's a lot of questions and, and, hey, can we trust this guy? And, and the players from the get-go have said, hey, we're going to we'll trust what you're doing and we're going we're gonna to buy into each other. Uh, and each week they've just found a way to get better and uh, we, we've played really well. But I, the credit goes to them for, you know, we've tried to lay a foundation down and but they have to buy into it and believe it and they've done that and they've not questioned that and then just every week it's just gotten better and better so the credits the credits for those guys and, and they're playing at a high level so you mentioned lay the foundation down that you've been a head coach before you've done this before where you jump in and into a program first year what is that foundation what are you trying to get those kids to buy into right out of the gate uh for us uh we got four values and it's about competition. It's about being disciplined, about living with accountability and having a purpose. Uh, and the purpose for us is to play and compete for the brotherhood. And so I think I think when you take over, you talk about winning and winning championship. And that's more of a byproduct. Uh, we wanted our guys to buy into playing for each other and playing for something bigger than that that trophy. And it's about the journey, getting to the destination. And so everything that we've done with those values is geared toward playing for each other. And if you play for each other, then you'll you'll not worry about the noise that's outside. Can you go undefeated? Should you be ranked? All these different things. And um, we've been able to have sustained success because of that. Those values that I mentioned, they've been the same since 2009, my first year as a head coach. I believe in them. Our coaches believe in them. We're consistent with them. Uh, and that has paid dividends for us at uh, the different stops, and it has here as well. You mentioned their ability to withstand some of that noise. How, how do you frame it for these guys? You guys are now in the AP poll this P, uh, this week, ranked at 25, not in the college football playoff poll at this point, but with an undefeated record. How do you address that with your team that, hey, while it might not be that outside external gratification that you want here, we still got something special? We do. And I told them, I told them that, you know, the other day I said, hey, we're 9-0. You've clinched a home field advantage for your, your conference championship. I said, you're ranked in the top 25. I said, let's take a let's take a moment here. Uh, and I said, let's appreciate this journey. And we did in our team meeting. And I said, all right, after it's done, I said, let's go get some uh, toilet paper and wipe it off. I said, because I said, it's an awesome deal. And I think you always want to look back and see how far you've come, but you can't dwell on it, right? Because there's you're, you're, there's so much more still out there. And and we know with where we're at that if we have any chance to get to the CFP or anything like that, you got to keep winning, right? And so I think any time that you can look back and see how far you've come is important. But you got to – we talk a lot about checkpoints. We just hit checkpoints, and there's still the mountain to climb, and we're keeping our eyes, our vision up and not back. Coach, looking at your team this year, you guys got Old Dominion this weekend, and you know everyone looks at your rushing attack there, but your quarterback, Caden Salter, has been incredible. And people, I think, associate you with quarterback play, the job that you and Grayson McCall did in tandem at Coastal for so many years. What makes a quarterback the right fit or successful in your team's offense? Well, I, I think, one, what, what we do a really good job of is we play to their strengths. Like, we have a system, but it's all about, hey, what can they do well? And then we try to gear everything toward towards the young man to put him in the best position there. 
And then secondly, I, I want you to be tough. I, I think that position more than anybody has to be like a, a tough guy. He's going to get hit. He's going to have to get back up. And so he's obviously having a tremendous year. I think he's a top five in a couple categories in this country. When he's got a chance to be a 2,000-yard passer and a 1,000-yard rusher, that doesn't happen a lot at the quarterback position. So he he's obviously tremendously talented. And uh, the guys have rallied around him. I think from a quarterback, what you want is he make his teammates better. And uh, Caden does that because you got to be aware. He, he, you might not be in progression, but he might see you open 60 yards downfield and he's going to sling it to you. So let, let's explain the other side of the ball. You guys are number one in the country with 16 interceptions. I mean, what kind of ball hawking we got going on? I, t- I tell you what, that, that's impressive. You know, typically, you guys know this, you play football long enough. Sometimes, you know, the ball gets tipped and you don't get it, right? Uh, our 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 big our motto our it whatever for our defense is a, a, it says tips and overthrows and they say got to get those and that's just been a mentality right I, I do think the guys have really bought into that mindset of it and when they get a chance they want to make something happen I think it comes down to the Joker mask they love the Joker mask they want to put it on <laughs> I was gonna say if anyone's missed it when you see those turnovers go on the Liberty sideline the Joker mask immediate how did that start by the way the Joker mask for you guys. It's actually a great story. Our fans, our student body has been called the Jokers for a long time. So it was a, it was a playoff of that. We're two days before the first game, and they ask, today, hey, defense, are we going to do something for a turnover chain or whatever, right? Right. And they asked our strength coach, hey, you got something. So he orders off of Amazon, orders a Joker. And I say, hey, I think this would be pretty cool based off of our student body being the Jokers. And after that first game, we had like, you know, three turnover, whatever it was. And it just went, it went viral. I actually think it's got its own uh, X or Twitter account. That's how crazy it is. It's incredible to see the life that those sort of things take on, especially, uh, you know, the the turnover, the post turnover chain world. Coach, I, I saw the other day speaking to X, you had a great tweet about the Michigan sign stealing stuff with a couple of Michigan fans in the stands at one of your guys games. I'm serious. What has your reaction been to this overall as the general public's been talking about something that we know inside locker rooms, inside coaching circles, everyone's aware is happening in some form? Yeah, I mean, it, it's everybody knows people are trying to steal your signals, right? If you're not trying to steal them, you're not trying to, you know, yep. win and compete. Uh, obviously with that, with the accusations here, that's, that, that's a little farther than most people have went, right? You send in, <laughs> you send in somebody with cameras and all those things and whatever is true in there. I mean, that, that, that is more so that, that takes away in our, you know, in my opinion, maybe what you're trying to be fair and equitable, right? We all know sometimes that doesn't work out, but from that standpoint, I do think there's some overboard with that. I think what it's going to do though, I think it's going to force college football, I think now we're going to use the technology. You know, we're 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 not like the NFL where everybody's the same as far as the 32 teams we have. If you ever division, there's over 300 something teams, and and for everybody to be able to use that, that's not possible. But I think what this has done is it's forced us college football to say, hey, you're going to some form of technology. Uh, we don't know exactly what that's going to be, but it's coming. You know, and and uh, it, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people probably want it. You see, high schools already have a lot of different things on yeah. the sidelines and all that, and so we have the technology. I just think. I think where we have to be careful, and I'm saying, you know, in general, is not everybody's on the same uh, playing field in college football. And so uh, there is going to be, if somebody hasn't, somebody don't, there is going to be some challenges with that. I think that's what we have to work out. I don't think the people still in signs, I don't know if anybody's sore over that. That's life. I think it's more so, man, if they're going to this length to do it, <laughs> then, uh, you know, that you're taking it, you're taking it, you know, too far. And then you know, I had a coach always say abuse leads to restriction, right? So it, it, there's a, there's complete how it's going to, 
change the game a little bit. And your team's handling business this season. As you said, you're controlling exactly what you guys can control. We appreciate your time, Coach. Best of luck this weekend and through the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you again down the road, maybe get to cook out with you one of these days. Hey, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Maybe up for a bowl game, hopefully. There we there go. go. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. All right, Dad, Jesse, time to finish this off the way we always do. This, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send everybody into the weekend. Uh, make sure, as always, you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out live here Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. But if you got to miss for whatever reason, you can catch any and all of this, and that includes our great guest. Shout-out to baseball is Dead's very own Jared Carabas, who joined us today for some MLB headlines. Jamie Chadwell, the Liberty Head football coach that you just heard. If you missed any of that, you can get it wherever you get your podcast or on the DraftKings YouTube channel right here immediately after we are done with the live show at 10 a.m. Eastern. Guys, let's get to some very important business in the world of cinema as we are seeing news about the SAG after strike apparently uh, over now as they broker a deal not long after the Writers Guild. So congratulations to everybody there. Breaking news about movies, courtesy of an intern. There was a TMZ oh. story yesterday that Shrek 5 was trending because of a now-deleted copy of a young woman who recently claimed to have worked at NBC Universal's resume on LinkedIn, including under the banner of generated consumer product ideas for the following projects, includes Shrek 5, DreamWorks Animation, dated 2025. So, uh, Jesse, as a mother of a young child, is this appealing to you at all here? Does your daughter have any affinity for the Shrek franchise? Nope, she's still only ever seen Miss Rachel, but she's only one and a half. By the time this <laughs> comes out, maybe, perhaps. But I gotta say, guys, I didn't know that there were four Shrek movies. I, was I didn't either. Pretty surprised to hear Shrek Five. I, I agree. I did not either. Now it's pretty impressive on her on her resume when you Mike talk generated consumer product ideas. For the following projects, Wicked Part 1 and 2, Despicable Me 4, and Shrek 5. So it is pretty impressive, but it leaked out that there was going to be a Shrek 5. So I wonder how that affected uh, the job status there of, of the uh-oh moment and when you realize the uh-oh moment, or do you not realize the uh-oh moment until somebody points out the uh-oh moment? Obviously, somebody found it and then it went viral, but which, like, who was paying this close attention to somebody's LinkedIn profile? Like, I, I don't know. Right. But I'm looking at this now. So there's Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek the Third, Shrek the Halls, Shrek Forever After. So one of these movies appears to be a Christmas special. Yeah, Shrek the Halls, obviously, yeah, would be the one. So Shrek yeah. the Halls, yeah, sounds very Christmassy, yeah. but... I, you but know, I'm with you. Honestly, I didn't know there were shout five Shout out either. to Mike Myers I, and Eddie yeah. Murphy for continuing to cash checks on this front. We don't see much of them in other roles, especially Mike Myers anymore, because I got to imagine Shrek money is good money still. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Got to think. Yeah, got to think. I, but, I, Jesse, I'm with you. I did not think there were, were five of them out. And in actuality, six, because you have a, a holiday one. So, pretty wild. Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. 
Shout out to uh, my uh, buddy Dane's son, Holden, who I believe is a monster fan of Shrek 4, Shrek Ever After, I think was the one that you mentioned there. So there are dozens of Shrek 4 fans out there. Dozens. Uh, Jesse, let's get to that in a much more relatable bit of news from an (laughs) NFL star. One of my favorite magazine, those like rag mags at the front checkout counter of a grocery store where People Magazine would have celebrities. They're just like us. Felt like we got that moment with A.J. Brown. Yes, the headline of this one is like, Peroxide stings for all pro wide receivers too. They're just like us. So basically, yeah, it's, I mean, as a child, you'd be very afraid of when your parent would put the peroxide on you and it would stink. A.J. Brown apparently has carried that fear into adulthood, into the league. Uh, Check out his reaction to a trainer attempting to clean a little cut. I get a bad head on my you ain't got to do all that spray shit. Put some band-aid on it, come on. We can doctor this more when we get inside. You gonna make it burn. Hell no. Put, you gonna make it no, burn. No, put them band-aids on there. Forget the blood. Don't worry That's about it. That's gonna stop the bleed, man. You ain't finna burn the shit out of me. Man, gonna be too thick, man. Oh what that did, peroxide? I didn't put that on What me. is this? It's gonna stop the bleed, man. Shit look like you spray on some weeds or something outside. <laughs> I'm weak because you can hear the trainer being like, you can hear the trainer being like, calm down. I'm literally just like. We could doctor this thing up inside. Yeah. Oh, like he's like, no, 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 no. I don't need that. Just he sounds like a toddler when you're trying to. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I, I'm good. I love the line. It's the stuff like you'd spray on the weeds outside. I used to love and still do, you know, cleaning a, a cut and watching the white bubble up from the cut. It, it, it burns a little, but, you know, so what? But uh, seeing the white, the, you know, how it cleans it with the white frothing out of the wound, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, that's Of gross. your own wound? Of somebody yeah, else's wound sure. that you're addressing? Both. Both. It well, doesn't matter. It's how you tell it's not infected anymore. If yes. it bubbles, you've got, you've got some open skin, you got a little bit of something yeah. going on, and yeah. if it doesn't bubble anymore, you're in the clear. Cleaned out. It's cleaned yeah. out pretty well. You got to clean it. All right, man. I mean, she's right. She's I, right in doing what she's doing. I get you got to clean doing. it, but you don't got to relish in it. Like, yeah, I go and clean it. I do the business. It doesn't feel great. So I'm trying to get in there and get out. You so, guys are sitting here, like, taking some sick pleasure in yeah, this. Watching so the you know, yeah, watching you, Yeah, you know how when you, like, it's almost like when I power wash. You get the instant gratification because you see, wow, look at it. Look at that clean after the power wash. And I pour it on the wound. I'm like, yeah, look at that working, man. Look at the, the white froth coming out, man. That's working. I'm going to have a clean wound here Or if you pop like a juicy pimple. A oh, juicy God. pimple. Oh, no. You're one of those? No. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. Uh-huh. No. Oh, that do you show watch Dr. Dr. Pimple, pimple Popper? Oh, can't yeah. Do it. No. Yes. Oh, Jesse, no. I can't. When you get to see, like, oh. the lipomas oh. and the cysts oh. stuff, and it's just like. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Mute her mic. Mute her mic. <laughs> what the? Yeah, it's, oh. like, weirdly satisfying. Oh. I don't know why. Oh, I almost said well, the F word because of you just now. <laughs> yeah, that I can't do that. I cannot do that. Ooh, I love nope. it. And you squeeze it and it just. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, like, listen, popping your own zit. Cool. Watching a channel full of someone else popping zits or and I have never been this. Jesse, this sounds like right up your territory, too. I have got friends who live to pop their spouse's yes. zit yep. or their no. significant other zit. Yep. 
I, that's disgusting to me. Oh my god, it's that's so disgusting for me. When you Come get on. it and then it pops out and you just and, and yeah, the bad thing is that Dr. Pimple show occasionally when I'm going along and I and I go on it accidentally. Yes. These aren't normal pimple. These are like lava flows. Yeah, it's, it's super. Well, that's you're probably talking about a medical emergency. You're talking about a cyst. It's disgusting. You're, that's not a pimple. You're talking about a cyst. The ones that like the juice it's really sick. comes out. It's sick and Jesse. You know what we're talking sick. about right now? A yeah. fetishist. That's you. This is a fetish and it is weird. And I don't like this. I don't know. I don't I, like this version. Yeah, sorry. It's like one of those things. I don't know. Oh, my. Oh. If you have a pimple, way, save it for me, okay? No. Yeah, I got it. I have the little oh. tool, too. The little thing that you can. So I got you. I don't. I, you, so you, you would like you pop a zit off somebody you didn't know? No, not a, I would not pop a zit off a stranger. That would gross me out. But if I know them, no problem. Would you pop a zit off oh. one of us? Yes, 100%. So if you get a juicy one and you're going to be in Boston, don't touch it and I'll take care of it. Okay? Jesse, can you please get us to the third so we can stop talking about this and I can stop retching? <laughs> okay, Irish soccer fans can make anything fun. I bet they would be enthused about pimple popping. But they can make anything fun, including women shopping for underwear, which doesn't really shock me that a man could make that fun. But take a look. that the woman was totally cool with it like thought it was funny was showing them what's in the bag like she was like in on the the bit so so i don't understand the context here why were they all outside of a victoria's secret they're in denmark there must have been a game and they just had been drinking and then decided that they weren't done cheering wow i'm not gonna lie that was the least horny version of what I imagined that video was going to be. Yeah. So I actually walk, my expectation was so low for how the men in that situation were going to behave that I actually walked out of this feeling okay right now. And may I say, it felt like she was supported there. And yes. don't we love to see yeah. support for everybody yeah. involved in the undergarment game Agreed. right now. We hope all of you feel supported listening to this podcast despite Jesse assaulting you with pimple popping oh, propaganda. If you do feel supported, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. If you want a pimple pop tweet at jesse <laughs>